Welcome back to episode four of Brindisi Business. I'm joined with me as always by Lockie Palfrey and Ben Goodchild. Welcome, gents. Thanks for having us again. Pleasure to be here, Josh, as always. Now we have a man, the myth, the legend, the diabetic wonder in the threes, Harry Smythe. You've somehow become the fines master. You're stepping up in the world. It's probably the greatest achievement in your footballing career to be the fines master of St. Bede's. How are you, Smythe? Uh, I'm bigger than religion at the moment, Josh. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Bigger than religion, uh, the Catholic Church is going out of favour a little bit, so maybe religion is going down and you'll just stay the same. Yes, I'd agree, I'd agree. <laughs> nah, welcome, welcome. Uh, talk to us. Played on the weekend, how'd you go? Did you get a couple of kicks? Uh, kicked one, two, missed very easy shots from in front, but the boys got the win, which is the result we wanted. We'll talk a bit further on about around the grounds, but I reckon your best work might have been done in the grandstand of old Kerry Dunshay Oval. Would that be a fair statement? Yes, one of the mums still not a fan of us, but it's... Uh, Cheering the ones boys on to a strong victory as well, which you'll get into. But yeah, a few uh, pleasant sledges were going their way all oh, weekend. As a as Polf was there with us as well, I think their supporters gave as good as what they what, what you gave out. I reckon I copped a few fat jokes. I reckon I copped a few not here, not there. And you probably we, we heard some. We had some things in during the twos game as well, where some of their players were going after our twos boys. So fair, all's fair. Exactly right. I wasn't privy to the twos game, obviously playing in the threes, but uh, yeah, I think it was all done in fair spirit. Timmy Colvin, fair spirit. Can, it go, can that go on the same sentence? Uh, probably not. I saw there was an article today in the Herald Sun about abusive sledges and I thought of him immediately, thought the club might have been in trouble, but it wasn't us, luckily. Now, we've spoken a little bit about your footy work uh, at St. Beats. Now, when you first came to the club, you came through the connection of Lockie Palfrey. Yes. Uh, that's a connection to St. Beats. What's your connection to footy? How did you start? I uh, started in Dingley, 2003, I think my kick started. And uh, that progressed to your under nines. And then from there on in, started playing footy. Mentone grammar, school footy. Yes. Did you get rid of club footy or were you, did you still keep that going through? Uh, I kept it going through, went through different clubs, which is uh, everyone knows me about a little bit, but no, I always played club footy. Yep. Is that because you didn't really get a go at school footy and you had to get some extra touches of the leather on a Sunday? Uh, no, no. No, I can actually vouch for Smythe. He actually was a pretty good school footballer um, <coughs> and a pretty good footballer throughout the junior grades. Um, I think once he decided to make the move from Dingley to Cheltenham, Yes. That's when you really started to blossom as a footballer. Yes. Well, that would have been around under third? Under 15s. 15s. Yeah. And was that the losing grand final to East Sandy? You have to bring it up every year, don't you, Palfrey? Yes, we went undefeated into the grand final and Lockie Palfrey's East Sandy gave us an absolute bath. We didn't score a goal until the last quarter. Yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We did, you, did, you, did you turn up at three-quarter time or...? I'll give you some names, actually. Sorry to interrupt. I'll give you some names of who was playing for Cheltenham. H. Smythe, S. Clark, and N. Hendricks. Actually, and K. Arthur as well. And, and probably Jay so Pistura. And Jay Pistura. So you finally named two good players. Yep. The first three just... So any, any surprises as to why they didn't kick a goal until three-quarter time? Well, I couldn't imagine Steve Clark getting too far out of the cage. I think he came on at three-quarter time, and I think I famously said to him that... Um, once I saw Clarkie come onto the field, uh, I knew the game was done. I sort of went up to Clarkie at three-quarter time and said, oh, you're on now. Okay, you guys are throwing in the white flag, are you? <laughs> or the white towel. <laughs> but, um, so you obviously had a bit, of, a bit of success at Cheltenham, but not as much as you'd like. Then you did move to Morty and you played in two grand finals with them. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Two in a row. Wait, so we're on to your third. <laughs> junior club already. How many postcodes you played at? Oh. 
Six. <laughs> so you're telling me by the time you'd hit under 15, under 16, no. you'd already played three clubs? Three clubs, yeah. yeah. So Dingley from 9s to 14s, Cheltenham 14s, 14s to 16s. Just under 15s at Cheltenham. Yeah, sorry, under 15s at Cheltenham, and then 16s and 17s, 17s at Morty, where you won two flags. Yeah. So were you chasing flags, or were you kicked out of the previous club? I would have thought, with your sort of personality, you might have been moved on for poor culture reasons. Uh, Cheltenham was chasing flags, and that fell in the arse, obviously. Then the club dissolved, so we ended up at Morty. Cheltenham Cheltenham come back in all its glory, hasn't it? Yeah, back to normal now, yeah. yeah. Straight after I left, apparently. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, common denominator, HMI, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. But then, two in a row. Two in a row. Steve Clark moved across with you. Were there any other Sabines players there? Uh, not at Morty, no. It was just me and Steve. Yep. Um, any other sports that you're interested in throughout your juniors? Uh, not really, no. I played a little bit of cricket, a little bit of tennis, but didn't succeed at any of them, really. Um, we're going to go with how serious you take your sports... Sorry, how serious you take your footy during your juniors, but... Um, we sort of do, we've sort of touched on that. We might as well just skip forward to a, a few classic stories that you might be able to fill us in on. Yes. So as we were saying before, alongside your success at your junior clubs, you did have quite a career at Mentone Grammar. Yep. Um, talk us through that experience and what it was like to play under Danny Ryan, who is now the Frankston VFL coach. Yep. So just walk us through that experience that we played under him for two years. Played under him for two years. Danny was unreal, very sophisticated and serious man, but, uh... He made one vital error one day, and it was a game against Camberwell. Now, there's two rules of Mentone Grammar first footy. Number one is you have a footy party, which everyone knows about. Number two is you don't lose to Camberwell. So it comes to Camberwell in our underage year, year 11, at Keysborough, and we're down by seven goals at half time. We went into the rooms, um, absolute dead silence. And Danny starts unloading. And for those, for people at home and even the New Caledonia listeners, I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I have a little little machine that lives off me. And <laughs> the MP3 player. The MP3 player that uh, keeps me alive. And it, it'll give a little beep every now and again when uh, something's not going right or I have to do something. And um, unfortunately for me, this, this happened mid Mid-bake half-time, mid-spray <laughs> from Danny Ryan. It was an almighty one. The room was dead silent. All you can hear is beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and he kind of glanced over first and then went back to the spray. And it, it kept going and he just starts screaming. He goes, turn that mobile phone off. And he just looks over at me and poor me, I'm holding jelly beans and my pump up in the air. <laughs> and the whole room just goes, ooh. <laughs> and I didn't even get a sorry. He just moved on to the spray. He kept going. Realistically, though, he was probably too far gone to apologise because if he had his time again, he wouldn't have mentioned it. He would have realised it was your your little MP3 player yeah. going off. And it was just more in the moment, rather than acknowledging it, just keep going. Well, so he, was, he was that... Into the bake, yeah, it was, it was far too gone to yeah. come back from it. Past yeah. the point of no yeah. return. And yeah. <clears throat> so, did you end up winning? No, we no. got absolutely pants after that. <laughs> so, you could say that Danny was wrong to spray you because it probably just set you back even further? Uh, yeah, well, I think the mood might have just been a little bit too low after he bagged the poor diabetic <laughs> in the team, so... You do get bagged at the best of times, so let's be realistic. Yeah. It was no real change, it was just you had the diabetic... 
reason to... Look, I think he was just trying to vent. He did glance over first and then went back to it, so I think he was he just needed to release some steam. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, um, obviously you said playing around for a few junior clubs at Morty, Dingley and Chelt. You would have come up against the beats a few times. Is there any memories from those games where you've, you know, might have had a bit of a rustle with a player who's now on the same team, potentially... Maybe an incident where you sniped a current player with a stray elbow off the ball at Brunese Street? Now, you won't let this go. This comes up every single year. Every, every time we're on the half-forward flank at Brindisi, Lockie Palfrey will tell me this is where I gave him a cheap shot. <laughs> now, I, as a junior, I had a little bit of white line fever, and it, that wouldn't go astray against my mates as well. And Palfrey got the hands off one day, and I was coming in full tilt. Now, you can either do two things. You can either try and stand on your tippy toes and miss him, or you can keep going and go through him. I did the later. I went past and I got him. And I the ran off the ladder, the ladder. And I got him. It was just a little stomach tap. There was nothing in it. And then I look over two minutes later and he's still on the ground crying. <laughs> so, it's fair, so it's fair to say that even if you're on your tippy toes, you still wouldn't have missed him. No, no. I was getting him one way or the other. Sounds very Matthew Lloyd v Brad Sewell. Yeah. That was, that was round one of our incidents, though. We did have another one a few years later um, on a Tuesday training out here in the, the forward pocket. Down yeah, the, the forward pocket. The beach end. Would have been my third training back. I was Me and Palfrey were sprinting back to the goal square, and he kind of tries to push me away a little bit and got me a little bit above the eye, and I thought, God, that one hurt a little bit. Palfrey, I look up at him, and he just looks at me in horror, and I'm just... The blood is just pouring out of my face. He goes, you need to go inside. I've gone in six stitches later. He's, he's even with me. We got it even. But no, in all seriousness, he did play, obviously would have played a few games against St. Bede's as a junior. What was that experience like playing against the club? Uh, it was normally pretty good. Their bond at, at St. Bede's that you could tell even as a junior was uh, always admiring. The team was always a strong and balanced team, but... No, a pretty strong junior club, yeah. Playing against the likes of Billy Pickles and Sam Barker would have been a uh, would just have made it would have been a tough week. Walked around them as a junior. <laughs> Seriously, don't even bother coming, fellas. Um, so, just, we're speaking about your junior success, and many did have you pegged as a future star. Yep. However, a few untimely incidents involving a few current AFL players held back your growth. They're still hindering you today, as we found out just earlier. Uh, do you want to walk us through the physical start of the scars that Jacob Wiedering left with you and also the emotional scars caused by uh, Corey Ellis and Jaden Laverde? Um, uh, Wiedering obviously playing for Carlton, Ellis playing for Richmond and then Gold, Gold Coast, Coast yeah. and Laverde obviously playing some pretty good footy at Essendon at the minute. Yes. Good footy. Mm, yeah, debatable. Debatable. Uh, so the, the physical scars? Physical stars, scars was uh, done by Jacob Wiedering. Um, that was actually on my 18th birthday. We were playing... Down at Peninsula Grammar, the scores were level uh, with about two minutes left in the third quarter. So we needed we needed something big to happen, and um, we we're kicking out from fullback to big pack mark. And this is where you want your big players to stand up in the moment of of the battle. So your coach wasn't looking at you, were they? It it was not me. It was Jacob <laughs> Wiedering. He came in from about five deep, all hundred kilos of him landed on my right toe, and I thought. Your toe. My toe. Your toe. I thought, ooh, that hurts. So I started limping towards the bench while Jacob Weeding absolutely slotted the goal from 60 out of the siren. And then I took my boot off after the game and my toe was in about four different pieces. <laughs> where was he at school? Peninsula Grammar. Where, where, where did he play? He didn't play. Is he 
from down the coast, like yeah. Mount Eliza. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And so your your tie hasn't been the same ever since, has it? You no, still wear those like weird protective yeah. things over your big toe. So that ended up in surgery five three years later and if you want to see it, you can ask me, but I wouldn't recommend looking at my toes at the moment. You don't really want to look at your face all the way. No, no. Um, the emotional scars? Uh, again, another sad story. We're playing, this is the pits of football. We're playing <laughs> Penley and Essendon Grammar on a Friday night. It is peeing. At, as in at Pegs? At Pegs. Like out of, that, out of their sporting fields or at the school? At the school. So all the oh. students are there. Oh. Um, Danny Ryan, in his infinite wisdom, this is the final game of the season. Year 11 year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. year 11 year. We'd won one game. <laughs> so you guys were absolutely terrible, Mentone. Terrible in our underage year 11 year. Um, Danny Ryan sent the message out to all the Dragons players, don't bother rocking up. <laughs> Go play Dragons. <laughs> so that ended us ended up in us being down by 150 midway through the third quarter. I found myself at half back, standing next to Jane Laverde and... Uh, a little scuffle broke out between myself and Jane Laverde, and I thought, oh, okay, whatever, we'll just get into this battle. And then I hear this, I hear this little faint yell from the goal square from full back, Smythe, watch out. Lockie Fryer is playing on Corey Ellis, hasn't bothered to follow Corey Ellis into the fight, and Corey, I turn around and Corey Ellis just clocks me square in the face while Squid Fryer is jogging on the way to the fight and left me there for dead. Oh. Did I, so, what, what came up there? Your face or Corey Ellis's uh, knuckles? Well, my face was very sore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Any sanctions for Corey Ellis after that? Did he? Get yeah, he got drafted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what you're saying is on the basis of punching Harry Smythe. He got picked up. Yeah. Well, that didn't go too well for him, though, did it? <laughs> Played more AFL games than the four of us combined. And probably played as many good ones as you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we touched on the juniors and we spoke about um, how you know your potential was cut short by the fact that these uh, current AFL players just ruined your career. Yes. Um, we were saying before that there were many talent scouts out of that Peninsula game and they were, who knows if they were to see Weedering or Smythe. Yeah, well, time, yeah. But as it turns out, obviously the, the broken toe didn't really help. But um, you unfortunately missed the draft. Just, yep. Nominated, just, but nominated wasn't picked up. Uh, and then you moved into the 19. So you finished your time at Mentone Grammar. You finished your time at Morty Brayside. Um, yes, you then went and, and played. Are you also playing at Parkdale Vultures at the time? So that's club number four, if we got that correctly. Uh, Morty, yeah. Dingley, Chell. Parkdale. Parkdale. So then you decided to play for your fifth club. Yep. So you went and you transitioned into Bo Morris 19, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So you played for Parkdale and Bo Morris. Yeah, before coming here. <laughs> so you played for the Holy Trinity of Bradford Bayside clubs. Yep. Um, well, we... Yeah, how, how was that experience? The Bowie 19s? Yeah, so just being a Bowie in general. How did that differ to the culture at St. Uh The Bowie 19s group was a tight-knit group. Um, we had a lot of fun, but yeah, kind of this grew out of Bowie and had a lot more mates playing here, hence the transition after the 19s. So you're obviously a child of abuse. Yes. Um, talk about how this came to a head one morning out at Oak Street when you were playing Bowie 19s. Well, not a literal child of abuse, so no one, don't go call <laughs> child line, all right? It was, it was fine. Don't go call them child services. Yeah, no. but um, so there was obviously... Although, although many people that day thought they needed to. With reason as well. 
it was a there was two under nineteens teams at Bowie, and I was selected in the seconds nineteens team, and I was a little bit dirty. Couldn't imagine why though. Yeah, well. It speaks for itself. The broken uh, toe. Just blame the broken, broken toe. It was a 9.20 a.m. kickoff at Oak Street. And God bless him, my old man would come to every single game that I would play, and I loved it. But this particular day, I was... was you did not love it. I was, I was not in the mood to run, shall we say, uh, for not being selected. So I was a little bit crappy with that. And, um, yeah, my old man gave a few choice words to me while I was not running on the wing, which was... Completely normal to me. It was just white noise. I wouldn't pick anything different. But anyway, we hung around to watch the uh, the seniors play that day. Yeah. The Bowie seniors, because yeah. we were playing at home. I got a little tap on the shoulder from um, now president of Bowie, Terry Lucas. He goes, Harry, you just come over here for a second. I'm going, oh, God, what have I done now? <laughs> this can't be good. I can't, you can't drop me from the twos, can you? <laughs> goes, sure, there's, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> He said to me, are you okay? I said, uh, as far as I'm aware, yeah. Why he goes, I heard there was a, a man just yelling at you all day on the wing telling you to run harder. Who was that? I said, my old man. <laughs> he goes, we literally had people from houses across the road come over to make sure everything was okay because it was dead silent apart from this man yelling at his kid to run. I go... Well, yeah, no, that was that was a weekly thing, and um, I went home and told my old man. I said, "You got into a little bit of trouble today for yelling at me." He goes, "His response was, well, they obviously weren't watching you play, were they?'" <laughs> now I've seen you play some footy at St. Beats. I would say that apart from you and Lockie Palfrey, like there's probably two blokes that like I've enjoyed being around since seeing their bit of evolution as a footballer. But your work rate is not your strong suit, and that's for sure. Yes. So. Now you're in the threes. Are you just uh, hit up full forward, don't leave the cage? Or is it because Brandon De Silva's now in the side, what's been going on there? If Brandon's not picked in the twos, there'll be a Royal Commission. So <laughs> the cube will be mine again this week and I will not be moving from it. What, what, what happens when Stephen Clark comes back? The forward line is not big enough for the two of you. Uh, Steve will be a hit up half forward, I'd imagine. <laughs> Hitting up quite slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Play your role though, Steve. And then um, obviously now we've transitioned across from Bowie into some beach into some senior footy. You said uh, the decision was a few mates across here. Was that the only reason that brought you across to the club? Uh, well, funnily enough, I went and watched the <laughs> the game the week before I came to St Beads. I was watching Bowie versus St Beads at Oak Street, which I think ended in a draw. Yep, in A grade. In A grade, yeah. Mm. So that was a good game, and I've kind of got my footy. Love for footy back after watching that. No, I reckon you um, were... No, would have been out here. We won by a point. We won, no, it would have been out here. We win, win by a point. You were definitely at the club when we drew with, with Bowie. No, I wasn't. I came the week after. No, no, no. Because I was supporting Bowie that week. And then Paul Free said, can you come play? And then I, you played... Was it 2017? It was 2017. No, it's way too deep in the year, though. Yeah, no, I'd only came... Like, yeah, he only came pretty late in 2017, and he came to footy straight away. But wouldn't 2016... Work, wouldn't the 2016 timeline work, though, because... No, because no, we, both, we, both, we both went up to A grade in 2017. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm pretty sure, yeah, you, you came and watched the, the draw. The draw, which I was supporting Bowie, and then yeah. the next week I was playing for St. Beats. Yeah, and so walk us through sort of how that happened and how you were welcomed to the club. Um... My first training session, I was... Well, we'll get, it, we'll get into that part later. But the first training session, all I can remember is I was in tears of laughter from uh, 
Corey Richard and Jimmy Colvin just firing at each other the whole night. So much so that I actually had to stop running because I had tears in my eyes because <laughs> they just would not stop. But the overall initiation is um, at the club was something I'll never forget. And if, if you were there, you won't ever forget it either. <laughs> and uh, if you want to see it, just come and ask me. But yeah, we'll leave that one there. <laughs> um, the coach at the time, that was... Sam Anstey, and the leaders that would have been Simon and the likes. When you came into the club, who was it you, that you were admiring and who were the ones that you were looking up to? Uh, well, when I came, it was JT, James Tyke, and we bonded like glue, the me king. and him. Uh, on footy trip. <laughs> yeah, and then again on footy trip as well. <laughs> but um, no, Simon Richards, Tom Tyquin, Storm, Chris Mangoni, all of them kind of led the way and just showed me what it took to play A-grade footy, not that I ever played A-grade footy, but, yeah, just the standard they set was good. There is someone that's, um, that has um, really grabbed your potential and really does see something in you. Do you want to touch on what the senior coach thinks of Smythe? He's got a bit of a fascination <laughs> with him, me, this, this is the most bizarre thing, and I literally laughed at Adrian when he said this to me. <laughs> he goes, what's the go Smythe? Like, like, he's got good skills. Moves pretty well. Then comes to training. Runs behind JP. Runs behind Chris Samellis. Runs behind every person you can think of at this footy club. And then looks like he's about to die every time we do a drill. I said, because he's probably had 35 cans on the weekend. <laughs> he's a diabetic. And that probably isn't a good diet for someone that can't have much sugar going through their body. Yeah. So, the senior coach likes you. And you're playing threes. Usually when the senior coach likes you, you're playing twos in the one's training squad, and everyone's looking around going, how the hell did this guy get to our training squad? Yet, you're languishing, trying to kick Stephen Clark out of the pit, out of the cage. We do go through the highs and lows, so this is a real low point now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. It, it got me, I, I have never been more, I, I have never been more stunned in my life. Well, there is an injury that you, you are carrying at the minute, and didn't what, speak to everyone. Broke a big toe. No, didn't yeah. speak to everyone about it. You, you, you went and saw, news. yeah, breaking news. You went and saw Dr. Gary Zimmerman today. I did, I did. And did a fill in the listeners as to uh, what the results were? I have to get surgery on my left heel to remove bone growth and potentially means cutting the Achilles off and then reattaching it, but hopefully not. So what you're saying is this little bit of bone has been stopping you playing senior footy? Look, it stopped me being, yeah, it stopped me playing once. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully if you get that right over the preseason, then 2022... You could be anything. I'm naming my price. Could be a seventh club. <laughs> Who wants to pick me up? But oh, no, hopefully I'll be right for twenty. James been going to be worried that you're coming for his spot deep in the queue. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> also. Uh, so outside of footy, you're at uni. Yep. What are you doing at uni? Not a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were debating whether we we. Might have misplaced our microphone for tonight. And uh, we also asked Mikey, what are you, what are you, what are you doing on Wednesday? Lockie Palfrey's like, oh, no, I'm working at nine. Goody, working at nine. Smarty, what are you doing, mate? I've got no plans whatsoever. <laughs> My daily routine is to wake up, uh, stare out the window, <laughs> siesta. Today, my siesta was 2 o'clock to 4.30 and then came here. That was all I did for the day. No uni work. No actual work. So what are you meant to be doing at uni? Uh, business. Okay, and what are you hoping to, to get into? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Anything that allows the 2.30 to 4.30 time period to be free would be ideal. <sighs> so we can obviously always, we can go back to the diabetic card. We yep. can always blame the, di- the, the diabetes. 
But Jen actually walk us through that and give us a bit more of an in-depth um, sort of understanding of what you do have to go through um, with your diabetes. I just kind of have to manage it uh, and kind kind of uh, keep my blood sugars at an optimal level. But so I, I remember we, there were days we got some sour olives here. Would that help? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, I could allow for the sour lollies and then I'll keep my uh, blood sugars level. But sometimes I let myself go because I, I remember days when like we'd be at school and it would just like start to circulate throughout the school like the number reading like everyone would just start to pick up on like what your reading was and it would almost like. Just go through the school like a, a real low hush. I mean, there were days where, oh, Smythe had a two reading. Oh, he had a two. And then all of a sudden, oh, he had a 26. And you're, meant to be, you're sort of meant to be between, was it six and 10 or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, normally between six and 10. And look, I did take the P1 a little bit at school. And there was, in year 11, I was doing one, two psychology. And I knew I wasn't going to keep <laughs> keep going with that subject. So I... And I had a third period, which was the break between recess, just after recess. So I've done, I got on along well with the nurses. I could often go in there and just, you know, miss out on classes. But I thought I'd reached my quota for the month. So I needed to go in there with an actual reason. So I, at recess, I deliberately had a chocolate oak <laughs> and not gave myself any insulin thinking it would, it would just rise my blood sugar up a little bit. And then I'd be able to fake feeling sick. Um, that ended up in a trip to the emergency room at Morash. <laughs> and I uh, do get out of there at 6.30, so that might kind of back on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> on, on, on the positive, though, you did miss your one or two. So <laughs> yeah, and I missed the rest of the classes as well. And I got a $600 ambulance Ooh. fee. <laughs> Worth every penny. Yeah. Worth every penny. Let's be honest, you weren't paying that 600 bucks. No, no. So there are many incidents, there are many incidents like this. Yes. There's also the Volvo incident where your car got written off when you got T-Bone doing a, a right turn off Lower Dandy. Yeah, if you want to miss a sack, crash into another car. <laughs> that one worked an absolute treat. So uh, must, be a pre- must be a requirement to get on this show at the moment. We've got Shorty Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Crashing cars, smart. Smart crashing cars as well. But so there are there are many instances where you, you mightn't have been here today, but you are. And we're yeah, very yeah. we're very happy that you are. But you've now found yourself here as the spiritual leader of the club and the fines master. Walk us through how that unfolded. So you've sort of taken over the mantle from who was the previous sort of fines master? It would have been uh, Dan Garside. Yeah, just a bit of everyone. Simon Richards. We just all shared the love. We yeah. always put it together. Um, well, we kind of went through the transition period where. Obviously, guards, guides, and stuff moved on. But um, I did the fines master in year 12 at school, so I obviously had background history on that. And I think Lockie kind of said to me the start of the 2020 season, we were, you should do it full-time kind of thing. And I, obviously, with my uni schedule, I don't do a lot, so I can <laughs> devote all of my time to it. And it kind of just came in naturally, really. And the fines this year, they're going pretty well. We're looking at going to... Is it- Las Vegas now for the footy trip? Yeah, big weekend in Las Vegas. We're flying at the moment. <laughs> no, we're going to Hobart and uh, it'll be a very good trip. I think all the boys are pretty excited for it. Um, do we just want to skip forward a bit to the... Nah, let, nah we, we spoke about JT and you, you and him bonding on the 2017 footy trip to Adelaide. So yeah, you'd only just got to the club at this yeah. point and you yeah. decided to just go and put on, on one of the best performances of the year. No, 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 no. Footy trip is a 48-hour performance. Yeah. It could be argued 
that one hates life put on the greatest 24-hour clinic <laughs> of all time. <laughs> to be fair, the, the second 24 hours, though, was pretty fun to watch from afar. So we're just going to talk about the first 24 mm-hmm. first, yep. and then we'll go into the second, because it could not have been more of a contrasting performance from one H. Smile. Yeah. I have never seen a bloke... What was the place? It's, it's in the blue. It's the blue? The dog and duck. It was the dog and duck. certainly was. Never seen a bloke more in his element in the corner. Listen to the speakers. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I'd have to go, but I'm going to get myself a drink. Smile. Make it two. <laughs> and then he's like, you're like, all right, I'll get him one because he's in good form. And then just all of a sudden, he's just there on his own, going, how good's this? Just thinking he's king. Absolute dick. Well... The funniest thing about it is with all the younger boys coming up, I'm kind of asking them. You're about, talking about the younger boys, as in when you were in 2017, you were a seasoned veteran, or are you talking about 2021? 2021, I'm kind of, you know, teeing them up to come to the footy trip, telling them it's the best weekend of their <laughs> life. People don't understand. I've only been to one footy trip, <laughs> but I got veteran status out of one footy trip. That's how well I went. Um, what else? Oh, it, was, it was mentioned in a previous podcast. Like, to be fair, the whole weekend was a blur. But yeah. The um the moment of seeing you walk through the doors at the Adelaide Airport and yeah. then position yourself fifty meters like down the sort of terminal, yeah, away from the whole group, and to sort of sit there in the fetal position in the corner. Well, yeah, that sort of sums up why did, you did get veteran status. Like you did really yeah. properly give it a nudge. Did, did you actually leave bed after ten a.m. on the Saturday? Yes, to come back out to the Elmer Tavern. To the old Metavern and Walker's establishment. JT, JT and Good I place. shredded it again. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, didn't change kit for the rest of the weekend. Had to board a flight back home covered in vodka, raspberry and stinking, like absolutely stinking. I'd only received two texts from my dad on trips away <laughs> asking, are you alive? One of them was Oktoberfest day one and the second was... The 2017 Adelaide footy trip, and I can tell you now, I was barely alive on both of those occasions. <laughs> Is it true that at one point you and Chris McCready were looking to book an Uber home from Adelaide to Melbourne? Well, I woke up. This was I woke up Saturday morning and Saturday or Sunday. Saturday morning, yeah. first night, so I was relatively well. I was okay that morning. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't reckon. Uh, so we were all at the casino having me and JT having Kalura milk or something, or Maduria milk. Yeah. H. Smythe walks in, we give him one. Yeah. Drinks it. Does not come does not does not come back to the casino. Yeah, that 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 was the straw that broke the camel's back. I said, I need to go have some sleep. <laughs> so the boys went off to the races and I went back to the room and got my six hours and then I was uh, ready to go again. And then the infamous photo of uh, Mickey Johnson goes around. Is that that same night? That was. That was at the old Tavern as well. Yeah, uh, yeah old Mickey Johnson gave it a whirl that night. So, realistically, you might have been best on night one. Yep. Uh, yeah, night yeah. one, yeah. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you, just. Just on the basis of that it was legendary because you were in such a bad way the next day. Yeah. Mitchie Johnson might have been best on day two, so... I'd go Damien Waters. Spanky, Spanky. Flying in, flying in from <laughs> Melbourne. Nah, by far, the best thing I've ever seen is... This is when I knew that Adelaide was just the worst place in the world. <laughs> We're in the sorry to all that Adelaide. <laughs> We're in the marquees with the with the package, and instead of Spanky was arguably trying to drink them with his mouth closed. Yeah, like he at was, stages. He was um, straight arming him, not even opening his mouth, 
And instead of like in Melbourne, you'd just be kicked out. You wouldn't even get a second look at it. Yeah. They just politely go, could you please not do that? <laughs> in Melbourne, you'd be kicked out, all your mates would be cut off, and there'd be nothing going on. Yeah. In Adelaide. The bartenders, they came over with just like a real, just like, like the pits in their eyes. Like they just did not want to be there. And it's just... Uh, apologies again. I did get another case of the giggles. <laughs> but uh, after a few short minutes, I did um, regain my composure. But we're just going on about how the uh, infamous 2017 um, Adelaide trip sort of went. And um, we were actually just getting the giggles about, was it their, the bar staff's performance at the Morpherville Racecourse and then also Chris McCready trying to book an Uber yep, um, an on Uber. the Saturday morning all the way home. Um, but yeah, obviously 2017 Adelaide was a, a great time for H. Smythe. It was great for the brand. It really did elevate you. Veterans, uh, veteran legend, status. Legend, veteran, yeah, yeah, legend, veteran status. And that's sort of seen you now in charge of leading the troops to 2021 Hobart. Yeah. But um, one day you will have to pass on the Fines Master mantle. Mm. Um, Is there anyone that you think comes to mind that you'd happily pass the mantle down to and be happy to give it off to? Uh, happily would not be the right word. You'd have to take it away from me. Uh, but well, I think... after your... When you're on, on footy trip, you're a very vulnerable person. I'm sure they could... Just easily persuade you with the vodka, lemon, lime soda. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That, that's my drink of choice for everyone listening. Vodka, lemon, lime soda. Don't get me lemonade because we'll end up in Monash emergency again. <laughs> but um, in terms of passing it on, I think. Oh, oh man, sorry, sorry. What a grim place that would have been. We had to go to the Adelaide emergency. <laughs> I thought he wasn't far off after when he came to the casino. You know what the funny thing is? My, the last words my mum said to me before the trip were, just remember, you have ambulance cover. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't even have faith in me to get through the weekend. No, we'll, um, make, we'll make sure we'll get in contact so you, with the good folks at home. Uh, <laughs> just have them on standby. Stand <laughs> oh, but in terms of passing it on, I think uh, Bailey Berry shows the most... Talents in that field. So we've had we've had one one week of fines. Well, I'm assuming fines will be back this weekend. This yes. week, yep. did uh, Bailey send through any good ones? So you got to tell us Bailey's best one that he sent through uh, that are appropriate for our under twelve listeners. They're probably not that come to mind. It's more the fact that he is great mates with Tom Gregg, but great mates. Oh, well, they they get along. The acquaintances they get along. Um, the amount of fines he sent in sent in on Tom Greg was astounding, so much so that I said, you've got to stop. We can't just pick on one player. I'm not going to read. Tom, Tom Greg will cry if I read all these out. But then when the rest of the boys sent in their fines, Tom Greg probably sent in about 50 to 60 around the rest of the club. So I thought, nah, Tom Greg is fair game now. He's copying all that he could cop. But um, just summing up now and moving on, um, why do you love the club and why do you keep coming back each year? Uh, I just love the culture, really. Um, it's a lot different to other clubs I played at. Obviously, a lot of them were junior clubs, but yeah, like the first training session coming down, just watching Jimmy and Corey Michard yell at each other for the whole night really, really got me good that night. And that continued on to Thursday night dinner as well. It actually got so bad out in the training track that... Sam Anstey was just stood there watching the, these two go at it for about five minutes and then would start giving his speech again. I thought, what is happening at this club if the players are just allowed to bake each other on the field? But no, it was very funny. Best memory or best win at the club? 
Best win at the club was the threes win on my birthday two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was out at Old Geelong. Playing in the... It would be the only time I'll ever play at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> in the threes. Until you get your Achilles right. Until, until you get the, the Achilles right. Until you get your Achilles right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Move, move, move aside, Storm. I'll be in the midfield. Um, but yeah, that was the best win. No, no, no time for modesty though. That game apparently the word on the uh, the grapevine is that you did turn it on. Well, in in fairness, is that the day that one Tigre kicked five? Uh, T. Greg kicked five on the end of me delivering him about 50 times, especially in that final quarter. They would have lost that without me, no doubt about it. Tom Greg was nowhere to be seen in that final quarter. It was all hate Smythe. <laughs> Bit of me time. Moving on, in terms of the best spray you've got from a coach, is there anything that stands out clear as day? Uh, the day after my 21st birthday. I had my 21st on a Friday night, just a very... What, what were you thinking? Like, that's... I, I'm sorry. Like, before this story goes any, any further... Yeah. How dumb can you be to be a footballer and have your own 21st on a Friday night? Well, I was blessed in the sense that I wasn't picked to play in the twos, so I thought, you beauty, this is where the, the bet has paid off. So I wasn't going to play Saturday. Uh, so I had a few more beers I would than I, if I was playing, and then unfortunately got the call at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning to come out to... <laughs> Old Zabs and play, and uh, that was the infamous day. I think John McKay mentioned we're down by sixty points at sixty points a quarter time, and um, it was sunny that day, but it was raining from Russell Barnes's mouth. It was just something to behold. It was incoherent dribble coming out of his mouth. Uh, current favorite player from the current crop. Uh, Zach Calvers. Yeah, he's going about it really well. At the Just the way, if he doesn't get invited to go to that for training, I'll, there'll be a royal commission into that. <laughs> So, finally, we've spoken about your 2007 antics. I reckon this could be the most listened to part of the podcast of all time. Four mates, footy trip, destination, all expenses paid, hit it up, let me know. Well, it's funny, it falls at the perfect time of year, because it's end of September, start of October, it would be Oktoberfest in Munich. Um, Dog and duck got your mental scars. Not welcome back there, firstly, and don't want to go back there. Uh, yeah, it'd be Oktoberfest. I'd be taking Liam Hiscock, because yep. we've been there before. Frankston footballer also is on the St. Bede's list. Yes, he'll be listening, no doubt. Uh, fire up memory, because this is a friendship that's blossomed this year. Leighton memory. Leighton memory. They both got fire, they've both been called fire up. Yep. I've got him on Snapchat now, and my God, some of the material he sends me is elite, so he would be unreal. Uh, who else? I would not take Squid Fry, because he would, he'd leave you day one to go... Chase. And if you're in a fight, Tail. he would... Uh... And yes, it would, he'd be... Oh, imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine Squid Fryer in Germany not speaking the language. Oh, forget about Rest it. Rescue for disaster. Uh, the other two, I'll take James Tyquin, oh. just purely from the 2017 yeah. Bond. Liam Hiscock, Leighton Membry, and James Tyquin. This is just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah, they all, they're, they're, they're three angry guys. And they don't all know each other, but they would get along like a house on fire. Uh, who's the last spot go to? I'd go famous and I'd take Swanee, Dane Swanee, oh. just to top it off. <sighs> Plenty of vodka lemon lime so oh, yeah. Somehow I could just see James Tyquin having Dane Swan in, in a headlock, headlock by the end of the night. <laughs> Telling him that like he should have been as good as Dan yeah. Swan. <laughs> a few similarities in the way those two players actually. Yeah. But um, thank you for the uh, that this is your life, Smithy. Thank you for having me. It was um, fair few laughs, way too many laughs, too many giggles on my end. 
We'll, uh, we'll, get it. We'll, we'll, we'll throw back to you later, though, for around the grounds with the threes. But first off, we'll start with the ones. Now, we've ventured all the way out to Dunshay Oval with Old Carey. Probably the, you could probably fit Brindisi Street across Dunshay Oval. Yep. Um, so for some of us, it was a bit of a reality check at half-time when you're running off going, here we go. But down by 10 points at half-time. Yep. Kick seven goals to nil in the, in the third to run out victors by six goals. 14-10-94 uh, to 8-11-59. Matt Kaye with five goals. Very good target up forward. Um, and then Kaye and Tommy Tyke went in the votes. And look... Uh, yes, Josh, you're also in the votes. You can put your hand in the side, <laughs> of course, mate. Where you see your name on the paper, you're also in the votes, mate. Relax, mate, all right? was very quick to let us know that 144 Premier Data Points... <laughs> nah, but more just about that. I think that probably is a bit more reward for effort for us. I think we haven't been as bad as what one and three suggests against Blacks up in the last quarter. Haylebury within striking distance, um, and then Williamstown down by nine points, uh, leading at three quarter time, time down by nine points and eighteen minute mark. Um, so look, that's probably a good one to get a monkey off the back just to get a bit of confidence going forward. You can almost see the group just maturing before our eyes. Like sort of each week, we've sort of added a bit of a string to our bow. It's pretty good when we were taking uh, when we took we just killed the clock in the last quarter. Just really ended the contest. Just uh, very Hawthorne like in 2015. Just kept possession, didn't let them near it. So that was probably a good uh, exponential improvement. Just to go from being down, all of a sudden we're up, and all of a sudden we're keeping the lead rather than just thinking we have to score. From Peanut Hill, how did you say it, Smithy? Uh, well, let's let's, let's <laughs> hold on. We haven't totally spoken about Peanut Hill. I felt like we had 29 players out there on the It weekend. was great. It was terrific. Yeah, it was honestly like a home game. Jimmy Colvin was, oh, it was something to behold. We touched on it earlier, but it does deserve a second mention because it was so great to have all that support from the boys. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if asking if Kerry had come out of the rooms <laughs> midway through the third quarter after halftime was the right call. That, that struck a few nerves with the Kerry supporters. No, uh, well, in fairness, they like they gave as good as they got. Like, okay. I, you know, it was done it, in good spirits. Yeah. They had a laugh. We had a yeah. laugh. And there was no harm done. Exactly right. We touched on it before, but yeah, no, it was it was great to see all the support from the boys. But uh, unfortunately, um, inaccuracy from the girls led to a, a tough defeat. They went down one goal six twelve to two three fifteen. They lost to Mazanog. Yeah, um, the, the, the Count Fibs Cup goes back to Masnod, unfortunately. Um, probably, funnily enough, I actually coach a coach of Murray Ben Juniors, and one of the one of the girls that plays for the Masnod side has a brother that plays in my Murray Banner team, and he the dad was saying how he happened to see all three goals kicked in the in the in the game, but he also reckoned that the second half, Masnod would have, uh, sorry St Bede's would have had seventy percent of ball in forward half. So the girls, when we're saying one six twelve to two three fifteen, it could be argued on any other given day they probably come away with a win, mm. which is probably pretty frustrating for them, um, especially when the opposition are saying that about you. Like so, that's probably a real room for improvement, a real growth area for them, which is probably not a bad, not necessarily a bad thing, but just got to get better, unfortunately. But yeah, Joe Cheng was best on with Mikhail Sykes in the votes, and Tia Pastor kicked one goal, one more than a lot of others, which that's is always. True. Benny, did it take us to the twos? Yeah, twos, unfortunately, went down to Kerry following the girls' a bit of inaccuracy as well. Five goals, 13, 43 to seven goals, 8, 50. Again, probably had a lot more possession and should have scored and capitalised on our opportunities. I think we had 25 more inside 50s compared to them, so just got to, you know, 
go at it again next week and hopefully we can um, go from there. But Sonny looking... Barker had two goals and yeah, we looked pretty dangerous when we did get in there at times. I was looking at the ladder. Um, Melbourne Uni, top. Carey, second or third. Yes. So you've only lost to the two top teams in the comp. Uh, we've lost to Blacks. Yep. And also that'll be Melbourne Uni. Yep. Yes. But sorry, they they've lost. I think I think they're three and one. I think Bowie might be four and zero. No, Bowie lost. No, to Bowie, no Bowie's Blacks no, Bowie, are four. Okay. Blacks are undefeated. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, that's probably not a bad spot. And considering you arguably were the better te- like, scoring um, eighteen scoring shots to fifteen suggests you're probably thereabouts with Carey. So they're four four and one. We're three and two, not too far off it. Yeah, definitely. I think if we, you know, had that game again, I think it would have been a different result. So it's a positive to take out of a negative. And no time for modesty, but good child Willie and our lads in the votes. Now, yeah. more importantly, more importantly, we are very, very tech savvy here at Brindisi Business. Listen up, it is poll team of the year alert. This man is the heart and soul of the club. He's the heart and soul of the twos. He's the heart and soul of the twos defence. Now, that's three things that I love. With some shocking tattoos to boot. Gordy looks good, though. Ethan Swain has busted down the door. We needed a full back and just watching him go about his business the last couple of weeks, it was impossible to deny You've played alongside him, Woody, for a few years, I assume. Yeah, as long as I can remember. I've been with the truck force. So. And the four pillars of our club, like the grit, the unity, the spirit, and the boldness, he's got them all, doesn't he? Oh, he does. I think before you know it, the fifth pillar will be chop. Chop. <laughs> grit, unity, spirit, boldness, and chop. Exactly so. What more could you want? What more could you want? So yeah, he has busted down the door, and he's now in our back line alongside Jackie Whitelaw, and that is shaping up to be quite a back line. So... Um, we'll move on to the girls' twos after just that excitement of the Pulse Team of the Year event. Um, but unfortunately, they weren't so lucky against Mazenod as well. Um, so both, both Cups heading to Mazenod. Unfortunately, they were unable to score. <laughs> and Mazenod kicked seven goals, 11.53. But Jamie Summers was best on for St. Beads. Olivia Gleeson was also in the votes. Smythe, would you like to take us through the thirds? Uh, strong performance out of Carey. We won 14-8-92 to their 5-6-36. Uh, Diz De Silva down in the goal square, kick six. He absolutely shredded it up. Should be playing twos. Hopefully he gets a chance. You're, I think the scary part here is you only want him up in the two, so you get the cage. Uh, it's not even hiding that fact. <laughs> you want him gone. <laughs> Ben Vanderbrook's also doing the same thing. He was pushing me out of the queue midway through the third quarter. I just kind of had to remind him. This is my area. You don't go around pushing the old boys around. So, But he kicked he kicked two, which was one more than me, so I can't complain there. But he can't be pushing around the veterans of the club. Like, you are one of the elder statesmen now. Like he needs he's, to sort of... he's only an elder statesman in footy trip. In terms of games played, he is well below par. And the par at the moment is only about 40 games in seniors. Well, I think veteran on footy trip equates to about, what would you say, 200, 250 games. That's, that's how big I am at the moment, I just thought. Uh, but moving on, so Jetta Kelly and Simon Main are in the votes. Yep. They played some good football. Played very well. Apparently, uh, there's a bit of backstory as to why Jetta didn't play last well, week. Well, there's a bit of gravy going around that there's a certain player in the twos that picks him up every week. That certain person... Also has a nickname called Gravy. Yes. He did his hammy before the Williamstown game. Now, Jetta Kelly must, can't get himself there, has a personal Uber driver in Mr. Gravy, <laughs> and 
he wasn't ballsy enough to ask and therefore was actually fit and firing. But he just couldn't, he just didn't have a lift. Didn't have a lift. Jeddah, if you're listening. He is listening. My yeah. phone is always on. If you need a lift out to a game, please just let me know. You playing twos? You I'm, I'm always there twos. at the start See, of the twos. See, that's what I'm trying to get. There you start, go, Jeddah. Start of the twos, you'd have to be there at 10.30. 21 other blokes that could have driven him as well. I don't know, I don't know if that cuts it. Yeah, with 20 other, what, 21 other blokes listed to play and he hasn't, hasn't got a lift. Hasn't got one. Do you know what was the 19s, Ben? I'd love to. Uh, 19s, one's boys had a good win against Xavier, which we love. Six go- uh, nine goals, seven, I should say. 61 to Zabs, seven goals, 10-52. Gavin Boyd with two majors to his name. And Benny Murphy, a Lockie Palfrey favourite, was in the votes as well as Louis Hanson. Now, I heard that Benny Murphy got his ear absolutely chewed off on Saturday night. The poor little fella is getting picked on by Polf. What do they say? Invest in the youth. So Benny's a young boy down at the footy club and he could be a potential uh, legend veteran alongside the Smythe sort of status. And I just want to make sure he feels welcome to the club. They had a great win against Xavier. They were down by 10 points at three-quarter time and they got over the line. Um, He is a listener and I do get quite embarrassed because... (laughs) This thing is getting wheels when it definitely shouldn't, but he did play a good game on the weekend, apparently, Just, Benny, and they yeah, did get the win. Apparently, you bought a slab of cruisers and you gave the whole slab to Benny Murphy. Is that true? Uh, that's incorrect. And if Smirnoff is still listening, we are still um, hearing sponsor offers. Uh, but no, that was um, for the unity amongst the 19s and the seniors. So it was a combined um, purchase to yeah support the, uh, the spirit and unity for the whole team. Did you get charged six bucks a cruiser with that? Uh, let's not go into the financial um, <laughs> the financial hit from that one. We'll move on to the 19s twos, will we? We will. Uh, the 19s twos unfortunately went down against Old Parade. 10 goals, 8 68 to Parade's 21 10 136. JP Jr. with four goals to his name, following two from last week, so he can't be too far off of selection. Thomas O'Hara with two, and Declan Easton was in the votes too. And run us through the junior team I've picked out for this week, please, Benny. Uh, the girls kicked seven goals straight, 42, to St. Peter's five goals, one thirty-one. So a good win by the junior girls. Lovely. Now moving on to our KFC super coach. By far an interesting selection, just because he'd probably be around the $280,000, $300,000 mark, up and down between the ones and twos. However, this weekend, the man kicked five. He's got a negative break-even. Matt Kayar is money for jam right now. You must get him in. He's looking good. He had the behind fines this week, so maybe that's a little bit to do with it. So all of a sudden you get the behind fines and you start kicking straight. So maybe as an investment in himself, he just pays that fine every week. What are your thoughts? Well, when there's financial stakes on the line, you're going to do everything you can to minimise your risk, I guess. Mm. And I think he kicked five straight, so... Yeah, for the for the benefit of the footy club, we should just, you know make every sure week. we keep giving it to him every week. We'll be winning every week, yep. and we'll get still get money in. But yeah, it looks a lot better when you kick five straight. Now everyone's favourite time of the week, we got Benny's multi. Now how did we go last week, Benny? We had a win. <laughs> we had a win. Wait, 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 wait. Excuse me. Wait, wait. Hold, hold. Stop the press. Stop the press. Let's run it through. Run it back. Run the multi. Well, we had James Mangoni for two plus guys. Yep. Tick. JP to break six plus tackles. Done. Tick. Also broke his jumper. Yes. Yeah. And the fan favourite one from the week was Lockie Willie Word spoken this week was under 26.5. Can confirm he picked me up to go to care uh, to go out to Old Carey and didn't say a word in Carl Highway there. <laughs> so it was a pretty pretty lonely drive until we got to Duff's house and it was just me and Duff firing things back off each other. I think my favourite one was uh, I mentioned to him after on Thursday at training. 
He goes, I listen to the podcast, 26 words. Fair to say, I've still got 16 left. <laughs> <laughs> Speaks when spoken to him. He's good like that, really. Exactly. Uh, the points bet special of Mira Lads unfortunately went down. Kieran and Mitch did combine for the 45 touches, but the lads, the lads boys were only able to combine for one major, so we've had no luck there. The other boys played well. Mitchie had it on a string in the twos, and Kieran played one of his better games in the ones, but um, do you have a multi for us this week? We do, but as you know, it's the function this week. Oh, oh. So, well, of the jungle. Pat Tyquin must be featuring. It is a big <laughs> week. Patty Tyquin did pull me aside and said, "Look, mate, I love the publicity, but please don't put me in the multi for function. I, just, I can't have a bar of it." So, I've ditched Patty out of there. We're going to stick with the theme of three leagues, and hopefully, we can uh, get another win. So we've got all the cruisers to be gone by the end of the night. Tick. That's that's that's, 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 that's must be a dollar five. That, yeah, that is that not can't value. Be, see, it actually has a bit of value to it. It's a dollar twenty-three. Oh, so money for jam there, boys. Who, who's the who's the um the betting provider you're going with? Um, yeah. They love losing money, do they? Look, Colf will do it on his own. Yeah, well, one from three. So just they're, they're just buying Benny Murphy drinks. He'll <laughs> it'll be gone, and then Joel McKee buying God's drinks. All well, of a sudden, this it could be all over. Funny you bring up Joel McKay and God's in the mulch. We've got Joel McKay and Luke to go home together. <laughs> and that's it. A dollar one. So. <laughs> and lucky last, pretty safe again, Alex Brown to rock up with no shirt on. Oh. I think Sam's actually more chance of rocking up with no shirt on. No, I... Well, should we make it a Twins? Make it a Twins thing. No, I, yeah, you can, but I... Look, Josh is adding in a fourth leg. I won't be putting in my personal multi, but if you want to follow Josh in, you can. But with my three legs, nice easy one this week, just uh, $3.17. So we're going back to back, going to keep the theme two legs and hopefully we get a win. Smithy, load up. The fines, whatever you've got, put it on. Well, I don't know. If, if this is like uh, insider trading almost, but I might have worded one of the Brown brothers up that getting fake tan would be a good idea <laughs> for Saturday night. And it started off as a joke, but then I went back later in the night and made sure I wasn't joking, so he might be doing it. I have seen... The brown sister, you mean? Yes. I've seen, I've seen a handshake agreement between um, H. Griffin yes. and A. Brown, and I believe that last leg, whatever that is, uh, that might be losing. I happen to know for a fact on that handshake, agree- and that handshake agreement that won't be losing. So oh God. could be a very fruitful uh, <laughs> week today, uh, this week for the Betty's Multi. Well, well, three games in the pit this week against Ajax. Funnily enough, it is 15 years since, since uh, 2006 when St. Bede's came from behind, took the C-grade flag, so there's a little bit on the line, into a function, could not be a better day for footy. So we look forward to seeing you all out here at Brindisi Street. From around nine twenty, when you see the big H Smyther go to work, down cube, depending if uh, Dr. Gary Zimmerman gives him the tick of approval. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll see you in the Cowboy Pavilion at two o'clock or six o'clock for a nice cold beer. See you all then. Go Dogs.